Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil 10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time. Well, this mom murdered her seven-year-old son and then called me from jail wanting to talk about it. Stick around and I'll tell you what happened in this case that I've remained mum about for almost three years. Good golly, Ms. Molly. Hey, thanks for joining Profiling Evil and this special edition on Good Golly, Ms. Molly. Hey, please make sure you're hitting that like and subscribe button. I think it's right here now. And make sure you're ringing the bell so you get all of our notifications. And please consider sharing us with your friends. Now, it was February in 2021 when I received an email from a channel member. She was reaching out to me needing help. Now... Many of you who have been with Profiling Evil from the start are going to recognize her hashtag. She went by, good golly, Ms. Molly. She was alongside many of you, and she was on so many of our chats as she chatted with all of you on different things that we were talking about. Now, her email stated that she had concerns that our mods had put her in timeout. She was... Pretty darn engaged at the time, but it sounds like she might have gotten a little out of hand from time to time. Well, as her emails continued, she began sharing concerns with me that were really disturbing. Concerns that she believed her husband was the bridge guy from the Delphi murder cases. Now, I hope that this goes without saying, but that's when I put on the brakes and I stopped our discussions, advising her that she needed to reach out to local law enforcement and talk to them about it. Specifically, she needed to reach out to the Indiana State Police with her concerns. Now, if any of you have sent concerns or, or uh, tips on stuff that was going on, you probably had the same response from me. Well, Ms. Molly assured me that she would, and we didn't speak again for more than six months. Now, in my own way, I was able to confirm that the reporting did, in fact, actually occur. But I do remember that fleeting moment when she gave me this information that I thought, holy cow, do I exploit this information? I mean, what an incredible video this would have made. And it certainly would have led toward likes and clicks and all kinds of things. But thankfully, I suppressed those impulses. And I took what I considered to be the high road. I quickly placed the integrity of the investigation over the possibility that I could get a few more subscribers by coming out with something so breaking. Now, I want to reiterate that while I suggested that she reach out to law enforcement, I also followed up to make sure that she did, in fact, do that, contacting authorities with her concerns. Her concerns, again were that her husband was a serial killer. And then things went quiet. That is until March 1st, 2021, when this former 
profiling evil channel member made some fatal decisions. Now, you're probably wondering who she is, so let's just cut to the chase. The channel member, known as Good Golly Ms. Molly, is actually Allison Gale Jones, a 39-year-old wife and mother from Bishop, Georgia. Now, I assume you're all going to go out and look her up, and hopefully you'll remember her from those chats. Well, after months of her delusional thinking, unable to reconcile her belief that her husband was the Delphi serial killer, Allison Jones constructed a plan that she believed would protect her and her seven-year-old son from becoming her husband's next murder victim. And I want to pause here just long enough to say her husband isn't a serial killer. That's been proven by police investigation. Now, as I explain what happened, it's probably not going to make any sense to any of you. In fact, even as I'm starting to say these words, I find myself reflecting back on a conversation I had with Dr. Fred Cowie, an expert on Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. I was talking to Dr. Cowie about some of the behavioral traits that were being exhibited in the, in the uh, Unabomber case. As I dug into some of the decisions that the Unabomber was making, Dr. Cowie reminded me that while Unabomber's decisions might not make sense to me, they make perfect sense to him. And with that, to Allison Jones, her plan made perfect sense to her. And I want to go into what that plan was. You see, on that early morning in March of 2021, while Allison Jones' husband was getting ready for work, and she was doing what she did every day, trying to get her son ready for school, she put her plan into motion. Her son, a good-looking little boy that I'm showing on the image here, Maddox, should have been getting ready for school. Now, he either really did have, or Allison made up, that he had an earache, and she told her husband that he wasn't going to be going to school that day. He kept getting ready, thinking, well, okay, my son's sick. Now, she decided to keep him home from school that day, and then, as the child lay in bed, Allison went into her room and got her 9 millimeter semi-automatic handgun and walked into the bedroom and shot her son in the head. Well, hearing the gunshot, Allison's husband ran to the bedroom, and as he approached, Allison turned and fired a shot at him, narrowly missing the guy. Her intent was to kill him too, this person that she believed was a serial killer. Her husband jumped on her, and he wrestled the gun away from her, and then he called 911, and the call went in at about 7.20 in the morning. When police arrived, the husband pointed at Allison and said, Arrest her. She did it. Well, first responders were unable to save Maddox's life, and he died at the scene. I'm John Shirick in Morgan County. A mother accused of opening fire inside the family's home in Morgan County and killing her seven-year-old son in his bedroom and shooting at her husband, the boy's father, who then called 911. Deputies charged the mother, 36-year-old Allison Jones, with murder and aggravated assault. Investigators interviewed both parents, worked into the night, gathering evidence inside their home to try to figure out what led up to this tragedy in Morgan County. Morgan County, County a seven-year-old boy shot to death in his bedroom. 
And tonight, his mother is in jail, charged with murder. Investigators say it was the woman's husband, the boy's father, who called 911 early this morning. John Shirik is on that story for us tonight. Investigators continued to work inside this home into the night, gathering evidence where a seven-year-old boy was shot to death by, they say, his own mother. He was in a bedroom in the house. His bedroom? Yes, sir. Chief Deputy Keith Howard with the Morgan County Sheriff's Office says investigators have charged 36-year-old Allison Jones with killing her 7-year-old son Maddox, and they're also charging her with shooting at her husband, Maddox's father, Douglas Jones. Firing several rounds from a handgun, Doug Jones called 911 at about 7 a.m. Well, he was calling to report that um, his son had been shot. Howard says deputies arrested Allison Jones at the home without incident, interviewed both parents to try to figure out what led up to the shooting. We had no prior calls to service here that we could tell domestic related, but uh, the information we were provided right now between the husband and the wife, that's what we're vetting through to see if the crime scene matches their statements. It's a total shock. Liz Marchot is the president of the Riverwalk at Appalachie Homeowners Association. Each home in this subdivision about 70 miles east of Atlanta sits on more than five acres. Morgan County records show Doug Jones bought the home in 2015. Nice neighbors, Marchot says. We are all just devastated for this family and it's 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 truly just heartbreaking the gbi will conduct an autopsy and ballistics tests the mother remains in the morgan county detention center investigators are asking anyone with any information that can help to call the morgan county sheriff's office it would take almost three years for the details of what happened in this horrific event to come out in court and i want to share those with you but before i share the details I want to tell you what happened next. You see, Allison was arrested, uh, questioned as much as they could till she got an attorney, and then she was transferred to the county jail where she sat. She made her first appearance. She uh, had a preliminary hearing, and we'll talk about that in a moment, and then she was scheduled for her murder trial. And as she sat in jail, she decided that she wanted to talk to me on the phone. The guy from Profiling Evil. Well, I received a phone call from corrections officers who notified me that she wanted to talk to me and they wondered if I'd accept her calls. Oh man, my mind was just spinning, racing, kind of back and forth, doing the right thing or the wrong thing. I told him I'd get back to him after I had conferred with the investigators in the case and uh, frankly, I planned on doing exactly that. I reached out immediately to the sheriff's office and I talked to them and then I completed all of the necessary paperwork to have the conversation. And when you do that to somebody in jail, you actually have to put your charge card on the books so that all the phone calls can be charged to your phone call or to your charge card. I advised the officers that they could tell Allison that I would talk to her. But before she spoke to me, I wanted her to know two things. Number one, that I was going to share everything that we talked about with investigators. And number two, that I'd only talk to her after she'd spoken to her attorney about her request. Well, a few weeks passed, and finally I got a phone call back from the uh, corrections officer stating that her defense team absolutely didn't want her talking to me. Would you expect anything differently? And of course, we honored the suggestion. But I did also what I promised, and I advised the investigators that everything that had happened up until that point, 
Now, concerned that Allison was involved in a homicide and knowing that she had communicated with me and perhaps a few other YouTube creators, I reached out to two of them to advise them of the situation and to offer my suggestion that they stay away from this thing until it's properly disposed of. Now, Allison didn't reach out to any other YouTube providers, but she had made donations on their channel and, and weighed in in chats you know, as well. And I'm glad to report that they followed my recommendation, and these uh, YouTubers didn't speak, uh, either of them, to Allison or anyone tied to the case. And then I waited. And over the months and years that followed, I'd received these periodic updates on the case as it slowly marched its way through that criminal justice system. I hoped that I would learn more at the preliminary hearing, but Allison waived that preliminary hearing and the case was set for trial. As the 2024 trial date neared, the prosecution and the defense reached a plea negotiation and on January 3rd of this year, Allison Jones pleaded guilty to murdering her seven-year-old son, Maddox. The school was just torn apart. The community was torn apart. But she had pled guilty. Now, in that plea hearing, I learned that Jones had been evaluated and found competent to stand trial for murder. Now, that means that she knew right from wrong. It also meant that she could understand all of the court proceedings, and most importantly, the weight of her voluntary guilty plea. I also discovered that Jones had a history of mental illness starting when she was only 15 years old. I suspect it happened before that. By the time she was 17, she had attempted suicide and at age 22 tried to kill herself again. I'm still scratching my head how she had access to firearms, how she had hunting licenses. But at age 39, maybe she'd made it 15 years without any problems. Who knows? But in the, tr in the hearing, we also learned that a state psychiatrist and Jones's personal psychiatrist agreed and, and provided the diagnosis that she had major depressive disorder and also that she had major anxiety disorder. Now, her personal physician also diagnosed her with an unspecified delusional disorder of a severe type. Uh, in that hearing, I want to also kind of remark on a couple things that the investigators confirmed. They confirmed that Jones had, in fact, contacted the Morgan County Sheriff's Office about six months before the murder to report, even as falsely as it is, that her husband was a serial killer, the Delphi serial killer. The investigator carefully detailed how Jones outlined this sincere belief she had that her husband was the serial killer from Indiana. The investigator described Jones's demeanor during the interviews as frantic, panicked, and resolute that her husband was in fact responsible for serial deaths. The investigators concluded that there was nothing that would support these outlandish claims that she had. And the prosecution went on to say that uh, Allison Jones's compulsion to shoot and kill her son some six months later was at least in part attributed to her continued false belief that her husband was a serial killer and a danger to both of them. 
in a wacky sort of way, she felt like she was an angel of mercy when she pulled the trigger. Now, think back for a moment to my conversation with Dr. Fred Cowie. It might not make sense to us, but it makes perfect sense to them, the criminal. In Allison Jones's mind, she felt like the only way that she could protect her son and maybe even herself from her murderous husband was for her to kill her son in order to protect him. Prosecutors would sum up what I'm thinking and probably each of you are thinking when he said, it's absolutely crazy to say that, but that's pretty much what emerged in the case. Yeah, in some wacky way, she felt like she was an angel of mercy and she not only was going to kill her son, but she was going to kill her husband and missed. And the question is, was she going to kill herself? Now, in the end... The state clarified that the plea agreement was made after they completed a thorough examination of all of the medical reports of Jones's medical history and a review of the case in detail. Remember, Jones had been diagnosed with this dependence disorder on opioids, too, at the same time. So she was under the influence of drugs, at least an addiction, and then, of course, these mental health issues. The state said, quote, we came to the conclusion that it would be best to resolve the case with the recommendation of life with the possibility of parole if she would just plead guilty but mentally ill. And that's exactly what Allison Jones did. And now she's in the custody of the Georgia Department of Corrections for at least the next 30 years. Now that means she's going to be age 69 or 70 before she's ever eligible for parole. Think about that for a moment, because I'm going to now put this in a little bit of perspective, because while she might be 69 or 70, think a little Maddox, who would have been probably turning about 40 years old. This kid might have been married. He might have had children. He might have been some scientist who solved some crazy disease, or solved world hunger. But he's never going to be. In his closing comments, the district attorney said that he hopes that Allison Jones never gets out of prison. As all of this fell on the ears of everybody in the courtroom, Allison Jones finally had her moment as she sat there in her yellow prison clothes, handcuffed and shackled. Most of the time through the hearing, she sat with her hands kind of held closely to her chin. You could see the handcuffs there. And periodically, she could be seen wiping a tear from her face. My question is, was she crying for herself? Or had the reality of what she'd done finally sunk in? You know, when she was given a chance to address the court, she told the judge that she wanted the community and her family to know how terribly sorry she was for what happened. She commented, quote, I loved Maddox more than anything on earth. I'm truly sorry for what happened, close quote. Her husband was given two chances to address the court, but he declined on both counts. So my question as we kind of wrap this one up, folks, is what are your thoughts on this one? Now, mental health experts suggest that friends 
and family members of people who suffer from mental health issues should regularly be reminded that that there's help available. Mental health problems can be treated. Experts advise that those who deal with these kinds of situations, with family members who are struggling this way, or if you're struggling yourself, that they need support. You need to ask questions. You need to listen to ideas and be responsive when the topic of mental health comes up. Most importantly, you need to remind your friend or your family member, maybe even yourself, that there are people that care about them. Now, perhaps one day down the road, Allison Jones is going to make another phone call to me for that jailhouse conversation. I've done it a lot of times before, and I'd certainly welcome it now that the case is over. But I'm wondering, how would you feel about her sharing her story at this point? I mean, it sounds like today she's at least free of what some say was an opioid addiction. I suspect as time goes on, and frankly, my hope is as time goes on, that she'll come to grips with the traumatic harm that she's left in her wake and in her decisions. But most importantly, I hope that her husband and her family can somehow find peace. Well, thanks, folks, and please visit ProfilingEvil.com and sign up for the BOLO. BOLO stands for Be On The Lookout, and it's our digital newsletter. And we just released the first issue for 2024. The only way you're going to get it is if you're signed up for it. So go to the to the uh, Profiling Evil website like I'm showing here and scroll down to this section on um, how to sign up for the BOLO. name, And we never share your information. So you're also going to see when you get there that we've designed our website a little differently with more up-to-date information. So please check it out. And remember that you can find Profiling Evil on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And folks, if you like podcasts, I think you're really going to enjoy Profiling Evil podcasts. You can find them on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, Profiling Evil Choir Practice is back, and it's on the first Monday of every single month at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Hey, everybody, look who I'm hanging out with. And uh, listen, I'm not attending choir practice, but I just wanted to tell you that you need to be watching Profiling Evil YouTube. Don't miss it. I'm telling you, there's something there for you every single time. I never miss. You shouldn't either. We just had a great choir practice with Vinnie Politan of Court TV and attorney and podcaster Melanie Little. Uh, in February, I'm going to have on FBI profiler and author Mark Safrick, And we're going to be joined by a California police officer who's working down in infamous Skid Row. He's going to teach us a little more about what choir practice means to police officers. So thanks again for your support, and we'll see you soon at the next crime scene.
Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time.